0: What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa's knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. There is a a lot going on in Randall Abrams' life and, um, he is on Idols South Africa among other things. That's where he and I know each other from. But as much as he really speaks to the media, he made an exception for us so we could get a peek into what he's up to while lockdown is on. Now, Randall, I know that lockdown for you isn't the most horrible thing because mostly you're happy to be, (laughs) mostly you're, you're happy to be on your own. You, you have your music, you have your dogs, you know, you've got a, you've got a good life.
1: Well, I suppose I am in that way. I'm very lucky. And someone was saying to me, like, you know, are you, are you going to deal with lockdown? I said, I was born for lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> You've
0: been I'm doing a, this your whole life.
1: I'm a misanthropic collector of things, so it's gonna it's gonna be just fine, you know. Right. And I guess if you're lucky enough to to have connectivity, then you know, even better. You know, you don't need to engage with the outside world, but you can at least know what's going on. You know
0: yeah so are you locked up at home
1: I'm locked up at home, yeah
0: okay. anybody um, else there with you, or is it just you and the animals?
1: Nope. Just, just you just me, okay, just me and the dogs yeah
0: okay, and then I'm trying to picture what you get up to every day. Do you have some set routine, or is yes, there yes. okay, so you, so, you so wake I mean, up the at the same time that, and
1: yes I, I work for myself in any case, and I work from home, so you know I've got a routine, uh, and I guess it's quite difficult for people who are now working from home because you know they don't have a routine and they get overwhelmed by things. So I get up no. at the same time, I've got a plan for every day, there are certain things I want to do, certain things I need to achieve, um, and um, I've been pretty good at sticking to it. So it hasn't been too bad.
0: Right. So does this involve meetings on Skype and Zoom and phones and all of that stuff?
1: So a, b- a bit of that. Um, some of the things that I've been planning on doing have obviously just been kind of curtailed as everybody's you know, put a lot of things on hold. Mm. Um, but other than that, you know, there were you know, quite a bunch of things that I wanted to organize and pack and that sort of thing. Uh, and I started on day one and I've been at it quite s- systematically. Because okay. I think also you've you've got to say to yourself, you know, what am I going to try and achieve, uh, so that after the three weeks you can at least look back and say, well, this is what I've done.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: unfortunately, a lot of people uh, around the world are going to look forward to a, a very different world, you know, a very changed world, and and a lot of it not for the better in their in their personal situations. Right. But you know, you've got to. I think you've just got to keep moving at least. I read something yesterday where a lady was saying, at least at the same time, take time out and feel bad, you know, because, you know, it's not, it certainly isn't the best situation for the world to be in. So don't put too much stress on yourself. Mm. Uh, And certainly there are lots of um, numbers, uh, you know, here in South Africa and around the world that you can call if you are feeling, you know, really, really stressed out um in these in these rather difficult and volatile times, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very valid point to make and one that not enough people have referred to. You know, apart from the, the, the financial duress people are gonna be under, there's there's yeah. a huge amount of strain put on relationships. There's there's Absolutely. uncertainty about there's the future, very, very anxiety.
1: Unfortunate figures about um domestic violence around the world as well.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: You know? Uh, uh, and I think uh, I think we must all just uh, be aware that, you know, the majority of human beings are very, you know, they want to go out, they want to see their friends, they want to, you know, see their parents, see their family, you know, so uh, you don't so strike very me, difficult. You
0: don't strike me as the kind <laughs> of person who would uh, stockpile toilet paper, but is there anything that you, you said you've been preparing for lockdown all your life? I mean, is there stuff yeah. that you, you don't need to go to the shops? Are you a bit like me? Like, I don't, I don't go and buy one light bulb when the light bulb goes I've, out. I've,
1: I've, honestly, I've honestly been to the store once. Yeah. Uh, and then my doctor said he felt it was a good idea to get the flu shot, oh. which I've never done in my life. Okay. But I, I decided I would go and do so. I've honestly, I've been out once. Uh, and now today I've been out twice.
0: Okay, is this, is this Dr. Nick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dr. Donny from the doctor yeah. that, that's on Idols. Yeah, he's and great. And he you said, uh, yeah, you just said, you know, uh, if you can do it and you can get stuck, which I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to get yesterday, then have it done. Because, you know, should you unfortunately get uh, get infected by the virus, at least, you know, you're only dealing with a virus. You're not also dealing with flu or also dealing with pneumonia. So I, I took that advice, you know.
0: Have you been organizing your your music collection I, I, and other have, collections? And
1: that's exactly what I've been doing. Mm. That's exactly what I've been doing, and I've been doing it systematically since the first day of uh, of lockdown. I said that's a great plan. It's something I need to do. You obviously, you know, if you, if you work in the way that we do, you know. Your life is not that structured. You get called to a meeting or someone calls you, wants to discuss something. You need to to hustle. You know what I mean? You can't, with respect, you can't sit on your ass, otherwise you'll be flat broke. Absolutely. So so this obviously gives me the time to do that, and that's exactly what I've been doing. I think the other thing that I'm, the one thing I'm not particularly happy about with the media and, and, and politicians is calling this social distancing because it's not. It's physical distancing. In fact, it's now a good time to maybe call someone you haven't called in a while yeah
2: you know?
0: are you surprised um, at the people who've called you or the people who you felt you needed to reach out to?
1: Um, no, not really. I mean I just you know there's some people obviously there are people who are um in the either in the age bracket or because of their health for whom this um for whom this is, is more worrying than others. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't say that. I mean, you know, the, the British PM's got it, and he's only 55, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he's been in intensive care. So so it certainly can affect younger people like you and I. But but over, overwhelmingly, the numbers are, you know, p- older people from their 70s onwards and then people in their 60s or 50s who have underlying underlying health conditions. So, you know, at the beginning also, with respect, leaders around the world weren't taking it seriously, and I've had one or two friends who were of a, of a certain age who, who weren't taking it seriously. And I was thinking, but hang on a second, I, I read a very good thing. A guy was saying, you know, if your percentage chance of getting it and getting ill is X, right? Yeah.
2: You, you,
1: why would you take your chances? You know, if I said to you, there's a bowl of hundred sweets, yeah, hundred M and M's, but one of them's poisonous and it's going to kill you would you dip your hand into the, into the M&M's?
0: No, definitely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, makes sense.
1: It's not like bloody Russian roulette, you know? So rather, take that advice. And I must say, I'm sure you've had other people on your show and you, you you might feel the same way. I think in terms of how our government has handled this, I mean, they have done exceptionally well. And certainly in comparison to other governments, I mean, a lot of people, I imagine, think to themselves, "Wow, I wish I was living in South Africa right now."
2: Yeah, because and, and, they didn't uh, take
1: any chances. They didn't say, "Oh, let's wait and see." You know, there's this whole story now that the the TB injection is actually an inhibitor and that sort of thing. Hmm. They didn't wait. They didn't say, "Oh, well, let's see." They acted.
0: Yeah, and I think Zweli Mkhize has really stepped up to the plate, as has yeah, the really. president.
1: Yeah, and, and again, this... I mean, if you if you look at other health ministers across the world, um, the Scottish. Health minister went to go and visit her her country home twice, you know, and then resigned. At least she did the right thing. Um, And other health ministers have kind of been nowhere. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, Just uh, briefly, are there things that you're realizing you don't need anymore? Because you said largely your life was already conditioned to this kind of thing. But are there are there uh, day to day? Well, I guess
1: you know if you've got if you've got. If you've got like ten copies of Gacha by Steely Dan, you don't want to give one or two away, <laughs> you know? Because, um, cause, like you've got to, you've got to admit to yourself that maybe it's like not a good thing. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> you've got
1: you ten copies of the same record. You now, if someone said to you that you've got lots of books, you can at least say, "Well, yeah. So what? You know what I mean? I yeah. like reading." Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm, I think there are one or two things I need to get rid of and I've already, what I did was again, you know, in saying, you're going to be systematic was the minute I found something that I could give to someone that I thought, you know, they'll, they like this or they'll appreciate it, I phoned them immediately and said, I've got this, this is how much it is. Do you want it?
0: Right. Or,
1: I've got this. It's for free. It's yours. You know wow. so that now I can't I can't pull out of it, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, because you are um, the you, other th- you, you are a compulsive collector and I know you like that with books as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the other thing is I was saying to people, you know, people are saying like what should we do on our you know, during this time. Um, and I think one important thing that I mentioned to someone was you know, everybody's saying, well, you can teach your kids this, so you can spend more time with your kids and teach them that, and mm. that sort of thing, you know what I mean? And I guess it's pretty stressful for people who have kids.
2: Oh, yeah. Teens,
1: you know, teenagers and young kids. And I thought to myself, you know, if you're our age and you've got a kid, they grew up in kind of the new South Africa, and we grew up in the old South Africa. Mm. So what a really good thing to do might be is ask them to teach you something. Hmm. You know? If you were if you were a South African certainly before apartheid, unless you were a, a, a black South African, you weren't learning a um, an indigenous language at um, at school, right? There were very few schools. There were one or two schools, certainly I know in Cape Town that offered it, but they were they were actually private schools. They weren't government schools. Yeah. So maybe you know your kid can teach you a bit of Zulu or something. You know? That's a good idea. And maybe uh, people can. Everybody, because people always think, "Oh, you know, we've got all this knowledge." Well, with respect, I mean, some people are not that knowledgeable.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also a good time for for people to listen to some really good music and to expand their Absolutely. music knowledge. I mean, you know, a, a lot of kids grow up only hearing the music of their time, and a lot of parents only listen to the music of their time, and maybe a little Absolutely. a little cross pollination wouldn't be a bad thing there either.
1: There's, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, I also said to people, I said, like, what do you think we should do now and whatever? And I said, just try and do one thing that you've always been trying to get around to doing or do one thing that you never do. I was speaking to a friend of mine who was saying, oh God, there's no sport. Yeah. Read a book. Mm-hmm. I, he says, I don't like books. I'm like, well, you don't have any choice right now, do you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, you can't read about COVID nineteen on the internet the whole day. You're yeah. not going to feel good after that.
0: No, and you so, don't. You don't want to watch the news media. My God, you'll you'll become paranoid. Exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. So rather just you know, I mean, you you can get free books with respect on the internet. Yeah. You know, so so again, it doesn't have to cost you money. And and I know that you know, unfortunately, the majority of South Africans aren't. You know, don't have connectivity, but in truth, someone somewhere has a book. You know, pick it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, even
1: if… It's, um, it, spend a lo- it spent a very long time enlightening the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> might do something for you. <laughs> I
1: mean, might, might do something for you.
0: And you know, there, there are sites like Audible that let you, and I think now at the moment they're actually giving people free memberships for the month or whatever. Right. You can go on there yeah. and listen to an audio book while you're cleaning the there house and sorting out your music collection, and there you, go. you might learn something. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this yeah. sounds uh, this sounds good. Just one last thing. How how do you think this is going to permanently change the world? And and are you optimistic about what's going to come next, or are you a little bit sad about what's been?
1: The the one thing that I think um, we saw certainly after after two thousand eight two thousand and nine is that the 1% that own the stock exchange are going to be the 0.07%. Because, obviously, if you've got money, you're yeah. in a position to, you know, if you're, if you're with respect, if you're a big uh, um, organization, you can go and buy up the little guys. You know what I mean? And the little guys get devastated because, you know, they haven't got a way out. They don't have yeah. large savings or, or those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So I think we must be very, very careful about how uh, the world rebuilds. I saw the Spanish president was was basically saying, and the EU haven't agreed on a, on a plan. Uh, and I recognise that's not South Africa, but the point is that those economies have got major, you know, major impact on on the world. Um, so I think you know trade, they say, is going to be negatively impacted by losing a third. Now I mean that is a Dramatic number. I do see that the Chinese premiers made a very good point to Donald Trump Which is that there's all there's obviously a bubble a trade bubble of trade that isn't happening because of all the Disagreements between Americans and Chinese Mm. so if they sort that out then at least There's going to be a bit of a a rise in things Mm. but uh, but I feel You know, I I think governments around the world must help individuals directly because there's you know there's always been this certainly for the past 10 20 years saying you know be entrepreneurial start your own business yeah. blah 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 because we, we recognize you know everybody can't get a, a job at a corporate yeah. but let's help let's hope that governments help people directly because you know to have a I mean what they're saying in the states is that they could have an unemployment ratio. That's up to 30%. To give you an idea, during the Great Depression, it
0: was 25%. Yeah, I mean, we're at 30%, and you know how that impacts our economy. Exactly. Um, Just quickly, you you mentioned small businesses, but what about music? I mean, you've watched the music business all of your life. Yeah. And the music business went from being able to print money and having this incredible pipeline to being undermined Uh, Then performers, uh, musicians started having to rely on performances, live performances, engagements with the fans. Those are obviously out of the question now. So where to for music?
1: Look, I think that the truth is that probably with this, there's going to be more streaming rather than less. You know, I think a lot of people would have come online to streaming now uh, and they're not just going to leave it once, you know, once, Once uh, a percentage of them will leave it once the lockdowns and those sorts of things are gone, but a percentage of them will stay. I think, again, from the live performance point of view, I imagine in a case like this where musicians have been relying, as you say, on, on live performances, I have a sense that musicians around the world will start demanding more money, more income, more revenue generated from the streaming platforms because, you know, the streaming platforms are obviously doing very, very well but musicians are still having to, to go out and play tons of gigs. So I do imagine the one alignment that's going to happen is that musicians are going to say, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to make more money out of our music off the streaming platforms. Um, otherwise, you know, if something like this, God forbid, were ever to happen again, then, uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to close up shop. Uh, the other thing is, and I read, I read an article listed about the four, uh, from a gentleman, I think, who'd been uh, a director at the WHO, that there are kind of four likely outcomes and scenarios that we're looking at. And obviously the best one is that a vaccine is developed. But if a vaccine isn't developed, you could be in a situation, I mean, this is what he was pointing out, where you kind of go from no lockdown back into lockdown as, as, as you see spikes. I mean, it's a very everyone it would be a very, very, very harsh outcome. You know, if that's, yeah. if that's where we headed.
0: Well, let's let's hope not. Stay safe, and um, I hope that uh, that Thanks. you will continue to enjoy lockdown, as I'm sure you are secretly, and maybe not so <laughs> secretly. And then we'll uh, we'll reconvene on the other side of this. So, craziness. so funny,
1: someone was saying, "What do you think's going to happen? Are they going to extend the lockdown?" Uh, I think we'll have an announcement either by the weekend or by Monday latest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I was saying, I just need another week. <laughs> 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 I promise you, if they could have reached out over their computer and strangled me, they would have done it.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, Randall, thanks so much. Be good. Good stuff. You too, man. Sure bye bye. Cheers, Bye.